five seconds to submergence. Submergence deep into the absurd. Because they were a child and their brain wasn't fully developed, and it's they best saw it as something like being that wasn't like telling on anyone is the worst thing you could ever do. <laughs> Wait, telling on someone worst thing that you could ever do? Why? Uh, it, being a narc. So why does that make you bad? Explain it. Well, when you're you might actually save a lot of people by being a narc, but you also might be the bad guy because everyone is mad at you for disrupting their their what they wanted their reality that they created even though if it is self detrimental okay well what if you were a narc sometimes and, and not a narc other times and um, what if you judge based on the situation what if a giant bullet just flew into your brain right now from outer space uh, then I'd be dead okay let's stop talking about what ifs isn't that the entire idea behind <laughs> philosophy? Like, philosophy is literally just what if. Yeah, it is a lot of what if. It, it's probable but... reality. Yeah, We're not talking so about... We imp- to... It's like a giant bullet from space is improbable reality, Taryn. We're talking about a probable reality. So your what if is different than our what if. Okay. Yeah, because I'm just saying, oh, uh, maybe it'd be better to choose whether or not to narc based on the situation instead of saying narking is never good, narking is always good. Because that way you can kind of, because every situation is different, you know, and you're never going to know. So you never betray your parents? Um... It depends. What if I need to betray my parents? If they're child molesters, yeah, yeah. What um, if they convince you? Betray that, your parents. What if you are so <laughs> psychologically traumatized that you can't, you can't. Uh, at the end of the day, you need to trust yourself. Okay. Okay, and sometimes you you also might need someone else to give you a good kick in the ass, just Somebody so you can you say like you. shit like. Someone to, right. someone to make you feel uncomfortable. Someone yeah. to kind of like... That, that, well, to push you off that pedestal. Yeah, slap right? you around a little bit. Yeah, because you got a little pedestal. Like, you're on, you're on this little pedestal. I'm me. I can do this. I can judge everything for myself. I don't need anyone to tell me what to do. And then, you know, you start making a bunch of dumbass choices. So you, so you have to do everything in your power to be the person that gets to tell other people what to do. Uh, no. 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 <laughs> well, as as Joe Rogan says, like, what's the point of having fuck you money if you never say fuck you? That maybe the point is to be able to say fuck you when it means something. Like, stand for the things you want to stand for that actually mean something to you. So, like, maybe the point is to get to the point where you can stand up for your rights because. They're worth losing, you know, friends over. Yeah. Or they're worth losing money over. Like, you can say, fuck you when you want to because, you know, I've got 
my own piece of property. No, I produced all my own food. Fuck you because you actually believe it's the right thing to do. At that well, exactly. Yeah. That you want to be able to have that 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 freedom, and that's that's the only level of freedom, in my opinion, that like really matters. Is can you stand up for the things you want to stand up for? Well, uh, well, you uh, you can also say fuck you, and then you can say uh, let's work something out on this. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you find no ground. There's compromise. Yeah, right. Let, yeah, let's compromise a little bit because okay. you know we don't need to just go fuck you and just like stab him in the chest. Well, yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's my, that is not my what I mean. Have had like my like. I'm assuming all of our parents have had our best interests at mind for most of our lives. Yeah, and that we wouldn't. I mean, I'm, yeah that we wouldn't be able to have these philosophical discussions if it wasn't for our parents allowing us to, 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 do, to make us be able to do stuff that doesn't... To really think for ourselves and be alone and imagine and feel free. Yeah, sure. To pursue happiness. Yeah, well, not just pursue happiness, but... Uh, Pursue it on your own terms. Yeah. Yeah, and not on what other people tell you uh, how you should pursue it. Well, and to decide what you believe is happiness versus what yeah. other people believe. Because you and, can't be happy if it's all on some fucking track. Yeah, and you can't be trying... Because you're unhappy with the life that you're living, you can't detract from someone else's life. Like... Um, for example, like, I can't, you know, like, just because I think you having your parents destroy their perfectly fine house is retarded, like, I'm not saying that to detract from your parents, but I'm just saying that... If you were in that situation, you wouldn't do that, because... I would just do what people told me to do. Okay. That's the kind of person I am. With with kindness in my heart. <laughs> as yeah. nerdy or as as weird. Yeah. Well, sometimes when you destroy something and then build something entirely new, you have a way higher value in the end. Yeah, I'd rather live in a house that I built than a house that someone else built. Yeah. I'd rather live in my car before be, uh, I want to be miserable. <laughs> because nothing good's no, nothing good comes from comfort. All. All what? Uh, just like being uncomfortable is good because it teaches us to rely on ourselves rather than other people. And you can't rely on, on yourself until you have broken away from other people and that 
has to be taken into consideration that everyone around you loves you. <laughs> um, and because they love you, they want you to find your own purpose and your own meaning in the world. And so you have to go out there and do something. <laughs> um, understanding that you are way better off than other people have been. So you got to freaking go do something. So <clears throat> I would say that one scenario where excessive discomfort could be detrimental would be like, okay, let's, let's say it was very uncomfortable, uncomfortable for the stock market to crash in the twenties, the late twenties. And people got so uncomfortable, um, and felt such a lack of freedom that they felt hopeless. And so maybe being able to achieve some level of comfort is beneficial. And constant stress does not really help, you know, say a human body. Like if you're constantly under stress, think about how your sleep is. Think about how your uh, hunger control is. Like there is a certain level of too much discomfort, like too yeah. much oppression. No, uh, well, in our society, we're stressed all the time because there's we have to keep track of the time we have to keep track of, well, I mean, when payments are due, we have to keep mm -hmm. track of all the money that's in our bank account and all this shit. And we have to, you know, type shit with our numbers. We have to worry about how fast we're going on the road and shit like that. But if we just lived out on the land, then we wouldn't have to worry about any of that because all we'd have to do is go out and get food and then come back. Yep. And maybe it's stressful sometimes because yeah, you can't in, find food. Because your actions are in the court system that is existing in the person that grew up in the 40s. Like my grandparents. <laughs> yes. So there's a delay. Well, I mean, our court system is also based on a lot of stuff from the very beginning, from 200 years ago, 250 years ago. No, that, well, that's actually not true at all. Because when we first started having a court system when there when there were like peons and oh yeah you're right you're right in ancient but the particular uh judicial system in the united states the model because it, it's kind of different it's it's hypocritical of itself because um, we're the land of the free but we're still not yeah, we were still not free, but, like, back in those days, that was some, like, pretty... Because you can't be truly, like, you can't be humble and yeah. free at the same time. Um, uh, what do you mean? I mean, uh, you can't... To be free is to not have any worries or to not... It depends on what being free is for the individual, but being humble is being able to relate to all people's perspectives and so you can't it's like a, a lockbox because you can't be free while simultaneously relating to everyone's perspectives so do you think you're wrong is a simile for i, I think don't... this is retarded and i don't know what simile means well, I wasn't, like, uh, calling you wrong. I was just saying... Uh, like, literally... He was saying your sense of wrong. 
your sense of wrong versus right. Yeah, I'm not talking about you at all. I'm oh, just... my morals? No, no, uh, no, no. I was gonna say, do you think saying you're wrong is a simile for? Uh, I'm not quite sure if I understand what you're saying. I don't think it's about me. Okay, what do you mean? I, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I don't understand uh, what you're saying. It's not that you're wrong. I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah, I don't understand what I'm saying. Let's get Dietrich's perspective. Is saying you're wrong uh, a way of also expressing that you don't understand them? Yeah, or understand what, I mean. what they're saying? I think no, maybe <clears throat> maybe it's wait maybe you, it's who are you asking this? Are no, asking I'm just Gregor? basically repeating the question for myself yeah. because I'm trying oh, to I'm trying sorry. to get yeah I was just yeah. he was just repeating the ball rolling in my brain because I I mean I was I was actually interested in maybe what you had to say, Taryn. But um, I guess for me, if I said someone was wrong, it would mean I, I don't I don't I'm not coming from the same place as you. So, you're wrong in my perspective because we're not coming from the same you're, place. We all come from the same place. Right? No, but, like, like, you're raised from different parents. Like, human. I would say, like, if you were saying, like, oh, I'm afraid to move out on my own, per se. I would say, well, you're wrong. You shouldn't be afraid. There's nothing you should be afraid of. That's, but I have nothing not I'm afraid of. talking about. But, no, it relates. No, it does not. But maybe he doesn't understand how you feel because he's never been through it before. That's what he's saying. Well, I've been through something similar. I could technically still be entirely dependent on my parents, but I I chose to put myself in that uncomfortable situation to go live on my own, which is not necessarily the best choice. I'm not yeah, no, you're, here. You're to, I'm not here to example. judge your decisions, but I am here to say that and there's a possibility that you're wrong. No, he's gonna got to motivate me to do this, Dietrich. I, need, I, I cannot do it by I, myself. <laughs> you don't need me. Like, I don't think you guys understand the magnitude of the situation. I cannot function I without other people. <laughs> I, I do think humans are social creatures, and I do think it's beneficial. Like, it, it's even proven that people, like, one of the things that influences health most is having a strong community of friends slash family. I believe friends are basically the family that you choose to have, which in a way sometimes kind of makes them more important than your own family because they're there for you because Wait, they want to be, not because yeah. they have to be, not because they're born into your family or because they chose to Dude, birth you. Because my parents have your back. <laughs> and my parents have Greg's back. Yeah. And my parents have my back. And his grandparents have his parents' back. And I have Greg's back. And I have Deertrick. I have your back. So you've got a lot of people that have got your back, man. <laughs> well, I, I think when it all comes down to it, I wouldn't go to your parents for help, and I wouldn't go to your grandparents for help. I'm, I'm willing to, like, share good times with them, like sit down for a meal with them, but I wouldn't ask them for money. I would ask my parents for money if I really needed it, but there are different levels. There are different levels of having someone's back, and yeah. like to say that you have someone's back is like 
what that means to you is very different than what it means to me. And you, for me, it's like... Yeah, and you shouldn't have everyone's back. No, no. Fuck like, no, are you going to have the back of a pedophile? <laughs> like, are no. you going to have the back of someone who's, like, willy-nilly beating the shit out of people for drug no, deals? No, like, guess like, what? I'll have the back of someone who is smart with money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, hey, man, if I took that... Yeah, yeah, go for it. That is bad for your heart. Nicotine stresses every single organ in your body, Terry. Nicotine is not good for you. You're like, that's why I smoke. Yeah, so I can die as soon as possible or as late as possible. They say it's it's the uh, the only legal way to kill yourself. Yeah, that's what I do. Well, alcohol. And alcohol. Alcohol means you can kill yourself real fast. Oh yeah, but in multiple ways. Yeah. But here's the thing, like, you can be publicly intoxicated, but you can't be publicly nicotine high. Like, like you can be publicly nicotine high. Like, you could just, you could smoke as many cigarettes as you want in public as long as it's not within, like, 20 feet of a school or, yeah. or like, a, a shopping center or something like that. But, like, you could literally smoke so many cigarettes you give yourself a heart attack. I don't know what, what overdose on cigarettes would do. I know for me, if I've been extremely nick high, I just puke. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's me. But... And everything starts spinning. But I guess it's possible you could also get like maybe a brain hemorrhage or something like that. I don't I don't know what the mechanisms of it are, but Or you um, could just take like a giant like twenty pound post hole digger, like post pounder thing and just like slam it on the top of your head as hard as you can. Dude. Yeah. Oh, it, it, I remember that time when we went, uh, we were with your dad and your friend Finn, and we were sledgehammering that concrete. Yeah, Finn was being a pussy. She was? <laughs> I thought he was jamming down hard on no, that. No, he's being a complete fucking pussy. Shit, dude. Anyways, well, he wasn't being that much of a pussy, he just wanted... Honestly, I think my dad was just being a pussy. So, Dietrich, uh, Taryn said that you're good at singing? I mean, it depends. That's subjective. That's subjective. Okay, let's see if you can sing these lyrics. No, no, that's not how this game works. You don't copy something. You let it... You let it be weird. You don't overthink the shit. I do actually have an idea. So, wait. I gotta figure out what that second line is. Well, I usually do better if I've got a little melody to go to it, but, um... Yeah, yeah.
lies Just say what you wanna Say what you wanna Just let them cry Life is really short Life is really short Everybody dies Smokes and marijuana Smokes marijuana Just give it a try Okay, okay T-Dog and D-Man up in the house trying to make it out here playing some tunes for y'all. I'm already moving it. Way simpler than Well, I mean, just try. I mean, we're just having fun. It's not I like, just we're just, we're yeah, dude, <laughs> like we're just banging around, bro. <laughs> it's all good. It's like we're just like. I don't have any skills whatsoever, dude. We're so just literally it's all good. Like when I get pissed, like we're I just having fun. A pair of drumsticks the other day, I got pissed, and I just freaking destroyed them on all of this. Like this, these drum skins. Forget about how we think that you sound because we don't care because we're doing our own thing.
might need some hearing aids <laughs> after that. <laughs>
turn it down. But also, this thing, I, I might just pick up the jumper. Where's the jumper? Where'd you put the It's just these drums are so freaking loud and annoying. Those ones.
Six. See, because I grew up on classic rock, so I can't do the sixties shit anymore. Thank you. 
could be with someone like me, oh. Everything from the tearing gone. <laughs> hey guys, I, I think we're gonna make it. <laughs> I think it's gonna be okay. <laughs> to me, just like fucking in the background, just like. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well. But what's we funny is Taryn can play the guitar like a motherfucker. Like he's just. Yeah. He's way better than I'll uh, probably ever be. Like I don't aspire to be that good. I, I don't want it. Like he no, wanted it when he was true. younger. Like I, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm usually fine learning the bass level of everything. Dude, that was some good guitar, man. Like you like and, you and Greg remind me so much of each other. Like you have so <laughs> like you have so little confidence in yourself. No, what are you talking about? Like, I'm confident in my ability to learn the basics of almost anything and be proficient, but I am not an expert in any way in any area. Like, I can do everything, but I've never been able to achieve excellence like that That fine point. Like, someone goes, that's the best. No one ever goes, that's the best about me, but that's fine. Like, I'm, I don't aspire to be that. You want to go camping? Tomorrow? Tomorrow? <laughs> I, I can't have work. No, you don't. Not yes. anymore. No, not no. anymore. Don't worry no, you about it. You gotta go to work, man. Yeah, you gotta go to work. Like, th maybe that's why you can't live on your own. Like, you, <laughs> you're like, no, I don't have work. Like, no. If you have work, you have work because guess what? Right now, I live in the confines of society. Like, I live in a society. Uh, yeah, and maybe at some point, I won't have to live in a strict no, society that there. dictates that I always have to go to work every day. But no matter where you live or what you do, like, you always have to, like, live and be there in the moment. Because if you choose not to go to work, well, what else are you going to do? Are you going to actually pursue something else that's going to make you money or make you a living? Or are you just going to, like, sit around? Well, yeah, because I, the thing is, you could get all yeah. your shit handed to you. Well, when I sit around, I actually do a lot of work. I make music and I, 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 I write a lot. The, the, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not judging you, man. I'm just saying, like, uh, from our perspective, like, people who, like, it's it just like, um, you got to do your, like, you got to do you, man. That's the point. Like, you got to do you. No, like, so, like, if I were you're in your position, if I were living here, I would take that opportunity to like make the money and find a way to get out of here and then have your own thing. Like, cause this isn't your thing in a way. Like this came from your yeah, grandparents and your have parents. Money because then I'll go to prison. Wait, what? Wait, what? What do you mean? Because we do a bunch of illegal shit. What do you mean? I don't do any illegal shit. No, I might not wear my seatbelt, but <laughs> my I don't believe that even should be illegal. 
Like I could get fined we for it. We embedded with the cartel. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Taren, Taren, you're All going. I'm you're going to the 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 radical what ifs like that. Probably don't I have, exist I, again. I tell people I have a low pain tolerance, but I have an extremely high pain tolerance. <laughs> what matters more, what you tell yourself or what you tell other people? Does your perception of yourself mean more to you or does the perception of other people's perception of you mean more to you? I mean, the truth is in your actions. My perception of myself because I act in a way that makes people the way I want them to believe that I am. Well, that's what I do. <laughs> oh, so we can relate. Okay. Well, not to all people though. Uh, just people that I feel self-conscious around. I may leave out certain things or not fully be my authentic authentic self because I'm scared that they'll uh, reject me or not like me. And what that does is it puts me in this box where I think, okay, well, I can't talk to this person, right? Like I can't talk to them. I can't connect to them because I'm too scared to. Um, and sometimes in life, you got to do things that you're scared to do. Okay, I, I have a severe fear of not being able to smoke marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> like, I do enjoy alcohol a lot. Well, maybe you know now where you need to move. You need to go where, where, where marijuana is legal. Montana. Go to Mon no, no, Montana. No, 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 you guys are not thinking about this the right way. I want to move to Montana. You do too? No, yeah. because how it is for me is yeah. I either have I, to... I see it. Like, I don't see it as more free than Idaho. Okay. But I see well, certain... parents, okay. Like, I was looking at, like, like what places are best to raise, raise your own food. Yeah. And, like, certain so parts of Montana are better than Idaho. Yeah. And honestly, like, I don't really care. Like, I don't care if you call it Montana you or you call it fucking... Didgeridoo, or like, what? I don't care what or the place is called. Yeah, I'm there for the benefits. Like, yeah. I it's not like just all the land. Like, yeah, I want to own a lot of land. And I mean, honestly, I think they do have more freedom because more space, more freedom. Um, and like, people are nicer to each other. I think. Go no, to Wyoming. Wherever you go, there you are. It doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't matter if you own SpaceX. It doesn't matter if you're a god among mortals. Like, wherever you go, there you are. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I 100% agree with you. Uh, but also... If you go to prison, you can't necessarily express your freedom. Yeah. Because you maybe... You're well, you can have freedom of mind, though, because anyone yeah. can... Criminal disenfranchisement. It's almost like you did, like, an episode or something. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, anyone can think, though. And with that said, uh, uh, you're, like, for the most part, in control of your emotions and your thoughts and your beliefs. I mean, it's really hard to break out of a belief once you have one because it's interlocked within your personality. But at some point, I think you can, uh, for certain, uh, you, you can change the way that you feel by changing the way that you think about something. And, sure, uh, let's say you're sure. chained up for an eternity and there's no way out of it. 
um, oh, what are you going to do? Just sit there and suffer the whole time? Or are you going to figure out a way to enjoy it? Because, I mean, you're going to be in there forever, basically. No way out. So, I mean, if you can find a way to enjoy it, uh, you should. But, I mean, maybe. But there's that other side of that where we don't have to take just tr enjoy your suffering and deal with it. But there's also the side of that where enjoy your suffering and deal with it when necessary. And then when you can, within your own bounds of your heart, uh, do what you can to become more freedom, like more free in your perspective. Sure. Um, that was kind of a long tangent, but... Yeah, I, I think maybe that's valuable for people who are in situations where they're more stuck. But like yeah. with the people who are in situations where they're like, they're actually way more free, a lot of times people like create these prisons of mind like like yeah. I can't I can't do that that's too hard and that it's like I always tell people just instead of saying I can't maybe just say I'll try I don't know how to yet but I'll try or um maybe I won't be the best but I'll try and cuz like trying is literally all you have and some people say there is no try only do or don't and I think that's bullshit like Yoda <laughs> yeah I think that's just bullshit because that's yeah. like the truth is like you can try to catch a ball and yes, you either will or won't, but like the try still has to be there because if you never try, okay, you never but, will catch the ball. Uh, but we have to define trying because if you just go out and like, okay, let's say you want to try baseball. Mm -hmm. you, you go buy a baseball bat and then you go out and then you just, you, you try to give it a few lazy swings, you know, like, like that's not trying. Trying is really focusing on something and giving it your best. Yep. Yep. So that, I mean, I guess by that would be my definition of try, like give it your yeah. best. And then if you, if then you decide this isn't for me, then move on or, or maybe try harder. Like, cause they say yeah. like, they, obviously there are different levels of try. Like, you know, Michael Jordan went from basketball to baseball. And I bet you, if he tried his hardest at both, he would be incredibly talented at both, but he enjoyed basketball more. So it's more about trying the things you think you might enjoy and then when you find that you really do enjoy it, like I really enjoy going to the gym. Like I yeah. always come out of the gym feeling better than when I went in, even if I'm in pain. Well, uh, well, that's because you're supposed to move, man. Yeah. Movement is, is um, foundational. Yeah. And well, I mean, if you don't try to do something hard and if you don't try to give it your all and then you give up, you'll never actually know if you even liked it because you never actually tried it. Yeah. You've just put your toe in it, basically. Right. Instead of jump right in. Right. right. Like, how do you know if the water's cold if you only dipped your toe in? Well, subjectively, yeah. you could say it's cold, or you could be like, say, Wim Hof, and just be like, yeah. convince your mind that it is bearable, and it is it's actually comfortable. Like, yeah. it's more comfortable to put yourself in the uncomfortable situation of trying your hardest than it is to sit there and never try. Like, sitting there and never trying, like... I have been, I have been a not trier at more things than I have been a trier. But people still perceive me as someone me who tries their hardest. But that's because, it's it's like, you know, say Trump, he says make an investment in something that like, you believe in yeah. something that you like you actually think you can make happen. He says if I don't think I can win, I don't try. Yeah. And in a way, that's very smart because, yeah. if you don't think you could ever make it, then why would you try? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, it's a it's a belief in self as well. Yeah. Well, um, the the thing is, if you can find happiness and meaning in your suffering, 
then you'll be able to do the suffering necessary to get what you want. Yeah. So, um, but if you're not willing to do that, then you'll just be in too much pain all the time. And you'll be sick, right? And, and you won't be able to try your hardest at stuff that you want to try your hardest on. Yeah. And that the, kind of goes into commitment, right? Uh, uh, commitment is kind of equivalent to trying your hardest. Yeah. Um, I've, there have been so many times where I've tried something and didn't commit fully yeah, and too. I failed. Yeah, me too. And well, I mean, I, I think everyone's been through that. I mean. Those are the biggest disappointments though. Like when, yeah. you, when you told yourself that you tried and you didn't try your hardest. Yeah. And then you realized, you know, later that you didn't try your hardest. And then you, 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 a lot of times we just blame it on something else, someone yeah. else. And like we say, well, it was a part of it that I didn't try my hardest. Yeah. But like, you know, one example of this uh, in my life was wrestling. Like I, everybody told me I should be a wrestler. I look like a wrestler. I'm built like a wrestler. I've got the mindset of a wrestler. But when I tried it, I didn't really like, like I enjoyed it a little bit, but it, like for some reason it wasn't as, it wasn't as enjoyable as basketball like I love basketball and I am not built like a basketball player I may have a little bit of hops I may have a little bit of ball control and I'm probably never going to be the best I, I will never be the best that's one thing that I'm certain of because I don't have the attributes of the best but I enjoy it and that's where I'm willing to go okay okay that's oh, what brings me more happiness even though well, I well the point of life is to do the impossible man <laughs> I, or at least try to. Well, I don't know. If you believe in the impossible, I think anything's possible. And for me, I believe in God. I, I believe anything is possible with God. Okay. Without a higher sense, you have no meaning. Like you, you just like you're just living for the self, and then when you die, it's thoughtlessness. It's nothing. Like, and I can't, I can't believe in a nothingness after yeah. this something, because like this is way too ingrained and deep like what we're doing right now is not something that would have just evolved from nothing like that does okay. not make a single okay. bit of sense you okay. can't create order from chaos and this world is not chaos this, there's a lot but of what order. if we're more chaotic now than we ever were before that's we've what devolved is, in a lot of ways it, like they, civilization they even shows where it's so structured we have to think about all these things it feels more chaotic well yeah and, and also if you think about it or not just think about it. Look at the research. Our brains at one point were growing and growing and growing. Like if you look at anthropology and the size of the skull and the average size of a brain, it was growing and growing and growing until we hit the uh, convent of agriculture. And agriculture yes. brought us back down because there was more quote-unquote order to agriculture. Yeah, but 100% like, agree. Think about this. If your brain is not constantly searching for a way to find food because you literally just have food at your fingertips all the time, your brain's going to shrink over time, like okay. through, through generations. And I'm not just talking about like one person. I'm talking about generation after generation. So we're, we're probably getting more stupid in ways that we 100%. don't understand. 100%. Like, and that, maybe that's why we have this sense of try and don't try. It was like survive and don't survive. Before. Could you get to out a map no okay yeah <laughs> see see our brain size is getting smaller because we're not using we our brains we just use our fucking phones where something is yeah we just type well like I, I i mean technically i could find it because i know it's in Coeur d'Alene. 
Dalton Street. Um, I could drive around there. I yeah. could probably use a map to find it. I honestly think I could do that. But if I yeah. did not know Coeur d'Alene, like if you asked me another address in yeah. in another country, I would be like, no, fuck that. Like you I don't can even ask me an address in Sandpoint, and I have to use Google Maps to find it. Yeah, I mean, uh, same here with Coeur d'Alene. But back in the day, I might I, I might have to talk to five different people to find out where I'm going. Now, how do I get to Timbuktu, huh? <laughs> I guess we just be going north. We going ham on the streets. we go south, we go south. And by golly, if they tell us we're going east, motherfucker, I'm going east. I am off to the east. So would that mean there's like more trust in your fellow man to point you in the right direction? No. Yeah. Yes. No, so there's more tr- more trust in people instead of this machine. Absolutely yeah. not. Because a machine is consistent. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Which is why we are still important because we can give the machine inconsistent data points for it to process. Uh, I think the difference is I don't even, like, I just wish the machine weren't there. I wish it was like I never even knew what the machine Yeah, were. because we're relying on the machine because as soon as you have it, you can't no. go without it. No, yeah. because if you're in an environment where you don't depend on a machine, it doesn't matter. So imagine... Deirdre's utopia. I was talking about you know, the possibility of how, how would another country gain control over all of our land, which is the most valuable thing we have in America. Taryn, hold on. The most valuable thing we have in our country is fertile land. Like think about what created countries like volcanic eruptions that created say continents. And so the land is important. Like, and we have a you, lot of land. And we have a lot of land. Now, if someone wanted to gain control no, of that land, they could only do so if they got rid of our electronics, our defense. Like, if, if how would you... And, like, I don't condone violence or anything, but, like, <laughs> uh, killing people. If you were to kill as many people as possible, as efficiently as possible, all you have to do is starve them. So if people can't get their hands on food... What are they going to do? Like if they're in these big metropolis cities and no more trucks are coming in, no more food's coming in, no airdrops, no nothing. Yeah, we're no totally reliant on the trust that some group won't destroy all of our crops. So well, it, it's not even just on fear. It's not even it's yeah. not even destroying our crops. It's it's stopping all the supply to these large groups of people. Then these large groups of people end up starving, killing each other for food. Or, or killing each other to prevent the the total consumption Deirdre's of all the food. Utopia. No, it's not a utopia. No, Deirdre, I want you to write out or at least speak your utopia so I can write it. No, out. my utopia is decentralization, where all the power goes from all these people who control all these these factors back to the people Perfect. making their own lives. Yes. With, beautiful with their own homesteads and their own beautiful. farms you know if you're if you're no super one no walmart no seriously right sure i mean but but here's the yeah. thing 
Like I like, can't. We go to like you're. you're you, we, okay, we're. I'm not saying. Your drinks work got canceled tomorrow. We're going to Bonner's Ferry. Taryn, <laughs> I'm not saying that all infrastructure and all of this stuff is bad. I'm just saying we're too dependent on it. And if more people produce no, their own food, horrible. we're gonna have that industrial industrialized society in its future. Yes. No, I've heard of it. I haven't read it. So but I get bored on your dude, concepts. You would be <laughs> so into it, dude. I you get that. You are li like you literally say his words in a different way. <laughs> I get the gist. I'm just saying that like there's not it's not 100% a downside what we have now. There yeah. are upsides. Like, Taryn, the freedom for you to sit here and make music and write stories on your computer without a pen and pad, like, the, all the ability, like, the, the ability for you to run that no, amp and flick work. a light and have heat and all these things means you don't have to work no, for do. all those things. I do have to work. And, I mean, we're, like, relying on I work on really hard system. for this. I, but I think there's yeah, there's still a level of dependency that is gonna be there. Like, who's gonna make your horseshoes? Well, the the blacksmith. You not everyone's gonna be a blacksmith or their own blacksmith. Like, I'm not saying completely separate everyone and then just say yeah, be have friends fun. With each other. Yeah, like actually, Don't burn a bridge. No, like burn if you actually need people, you'll be much more respectful. It's like. And then if you abuse if what, you what they give you, then they don't have to give you anything anymore. Yeah, they can and say we're good, man. Well, hell, they don't even have to. Not only could they stop trade with you, but if you really piss them off, you have to defend what's yours so they don't take it. Yeah. Because if they're like, oh, that's that's too corrupt of a person. They're just they're not helping anyone. You they're destroying everything. If they go, they're destroying everything. You have then to be humble. Then be they're gonna come and take your shit, and they're gonna kill you humble. off because you're not worth keeping in their society. And it's a more respectful, humble society. If you put yourself above them. So I still believe in like having communities and having trades. I think community is one of the best things we have, but we lose community, oddly enough, with the more we gather. Like we gather so heavily that it's like. People say, oh, I just finally, I want to get out of this apartment so I can be alone and like actually not hear all these people. But like they don't realize that all these people around them are also living the same exact life they're living, just a different version of it. And it's like they don't realize that there's a, an abundance of nature out there willing to sustain them. But people are paying big interest groups to shut that down because that's freedom. When you have choice, that's freedom. When there is no choice, obviously there's always a choice to change how you think, like whether you're in prison or you're on a space shuttle for some reason out to nowhere. Like, no matter where you are, obviously, there you are. So you have... Wherever you go, there you are. Control of thought. But prison is what do you want? Do you want to just be this person trapped in a physical confinement only able to use your thought to create happiness or would you like to try and get some happiness from from the land and then share that happiness with your you and yours <coughs> like there's a lot of times we overcomplicate it and make it seem like you know <coughs> these massive what ifs are a possibility but they're not so like it is a possibility that we could fight for decentralization take the power back 
from these huge power structures, but more and more people have to get on board and say, I'm not okay with someone making all my food, pumping it full of hormones, wrapping it in plastic, and destroying everything in the process. Like, yeah. you have to take it into killing your own Killing all hands. the fields. They're killing all the bugs. Yeah, monocrop mono agriculture. Crop. Yep, monocrop agriculture. And it's like, it's not even just that. Like, think about how many soybeans they have to take to make soybean oil. They're making people yeah. so sick and unhealthy, they, can, they don't have control of thought because okay. they're addicted to their food. Where, where do we want to spend our time? Uh, what do you mean? So taking every, so how do we consolidate this information? Uh, I was just gonna post it all raw. Yeah. The whole thing? Yeah, I might cut out a couple things, but I'll probably just throw it on there. I'd probably cut out a little bit of the music stuff because a little bit of it was like just straight up. Wait, so who has the copyright to this? Um, there is no copyright. No, because um, it's not copyrighted, dude. It's literally raw. It's just on the Audible. It's just a file. Yeah. No one has copyright. You have ownership of that file. Because that file is going into your computer. Yeah, it's going into my computer, but I mean, it's just a computer so just that I attach to my identity. Y- yeah, I mean... Wait, why don't you attach it to an alias? So that no one knows your identity, so you can do whatever you want. The Philosopher King. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that would be way too divulging. But, you would but, give up everything by saying who your alias is. But that is good. That, <laughs> but that is going to be the main character of the book that I'm writing. Oh, the philosopher king. Philosopher king, because at the end he's he like, it's he sincere. T- he he writes Wait, a letter to the humanity. Philosopher king have a TikTok. Uh, he he did, <laughs> but it uh, the videos kind of sucked, so he got rid of it. Yeah, three hundred people that saw those videos um, know who the philosopher king's real identity is, and unfortunately i guess i i'll just get the copyrights to all that <laughs> i don't think there is a copyright it's just a file yeah that's why we have to source that's why you well i mean there's trust that's why there's sources right so now many. it's just trust and respect but once more people get involved it's gonna have to be copyrighted i don't i don't i don't even care if this is copyrighted because here's the thing if my message still no, no no but like if my message still gets out there if my message still gets out there that the yeah. ultimate goal is decentralization that is yeah. all i care about that is all i care about is no i don't people, care about no you're uh, just a good person no no i mean dietrich i don't care about uh, uh being copyrighted i was just I explaining like what about, what most i know that it, you're a good person it seemed like he was asking me about copyright <laughs> Um, and I just wanted to explain to him that, like, most people don't get copyright unless a lot of people are listening to <laughs> because it. Because he's worried that you're going to have anxiety about saying what you want to say because you're worried about copyright. I, I still, I, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not picking up I know, what you're what laying down. You, like, you just got to take a deep breath. Yeah, I mean, I just want to get my message out, man. <laughs> my water. There's a reason I drink out of glass, you know. My, I just give my parents food. <laughs> And let them do laundry at my place and take showers at my place if they want to. Which usually they're like, oh, I don't want to run up your water bill or something like that. And I think it's like, well, Wait, we have not it. have a shower? No shower. No laundry. Unless they go to the laundromat or go to the gym to shower. Wow. So, why? Yeah, why? Well, they bought 
10 acres of just land. Oh, we, they haven't built a house yet. They built, built they built a tiny house. Oh, okay. I, I built I built a cabin. Wow. And the, there were valuable experiences in that. Also learning that taking a pee and a poop in a bucket and then dumping it in a hole is not very fun. And, and we do enjoy some modern amenities like a toilet and a shower and a place to do laundry. So there are good things that come out of industrialized society like these yeah. things would never have been available to us so we can stay more clean but the thing is i don't know if that's you know there's there could be an up and a down to that too because there's a theory that the more outside uh what are they called pathogens that we're exposed to the more our immune systems become resistant to pathogens that are actually pathogens things that are outside of us our immune systems are attacking our very own bodies because we live in too clean of a society. Like, think about it. In in nature, where would you ever see perfect 90-degree angles? When would you ever see, like, clean, flat surfaces? Like, it's... Never. It's, 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 like, it's almost never. It's an anomaly. It would be... So you stop trying to create a reality that is not feasible. Yeah, like, if you live in a house, make a cottage. Make something that isn't perfect live in it go through the suffering go through the pain that you perceive as pain and suffering whereas that would just be reality and normality for someone who but, used but to live for in someone society. else that might be a traumatic but event. you could say it's traumatic but guess what putting a 500 pound person in a hospital for a year feeding them only water and vitamins and minerals so they lose all that weight is also considerably traumatic but they put themselves there by eating to that point or and it's just a severe meth addict that. Well, then they did it from smoking too much to that point. Yeah, or like altogether, maybe they were just actions like they broke their back. Have consequences in their mm -hmm. tailbone, and they and they had no the other option than to take opiates to keep. That's not maintaining true. Maintaining the life you that they need to maintain. You don't and have to take opiates they, if you break your back, like. You can live with pain. You can. Yes. It's completely possible. So there was... Uh, I was listening to this podcast with uh, Joe Rogan and... Um, I don't remember who the other guy was. He was is talking about how police officers should be trained in ways to detain people and, and, and oh, I know who you're stop about. violence. I think I listened to that podcast. Yeah, stop violence yeah. with like jujitsu yeah. and... Um, uh, training in the martial arts yeah that way when it comes to uh fight or flight situations they're they're used to it they can react in a way that is yeah. actually reasonable because they're not the ones flipping out they should be the ones that are like okay i've dealt with this a million times i don't care if they pull a gun on me i don't care if they if they throw a punch at me i am not going to lose my cool now if i have to shoot them i will shoot them and if i if i can detain them in another way if i can stop them in some other way that's non-lethal i will and that's why they should be trained in more ways to stop people without lethal force exactly like how people in the military are way more trained than than police officers yeah, yeah. and that's just no because oh okay, yeah so, so i heard I think that, that yeah we should overfund the police well yeah 
yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Pay for Muay Thai training or like yeah. whatever type of martial arts you want to talk about. Yeah, like, or, or, better train them. Or, it can't just be six freaking weeks. Or what What is it? Six weeks, right? I, I don't even know. Like, I have it's not like done the research. Six weeks and then yeah. they can put people in handcuffs and throw them in jail for 15 years. And point, yeah. and no, point no, guns you. at point their guns faces. At you, shoot like, you. I think the police no. training is actually more in depth than that. But I think that... Uh, well, it also probably depends on the kind of police if it's just a deputy yeah, in what state that the police is learning to train in like there's a lot of variables well okay so that maybe that goes to state uh independence like should different states have the right to train the police at different levels like oh i want to live in the state that trains its police the best like and i'm actually willing to pay the taxes that that yeah. pays the police to train the best like yeah. that's the state i want to live I in and then like have my money or, well, I don't pay taxes. So, so here's the idea. When all of the power becomes centralized, well, then, then it's just a call on the federal government. Like, the federal government goes, oh, well, this is how all police should be trained, and boom. They stamp it, give it their signature of approval. Why isn't it up to states? Like, I'm not saying it's not. I don't yeah. know if it's not. I'm just saying that's it's another no, it argument against centralization. It should be decentralized. Different yeah, could it be easier for everyone to care what's around them instead of care about what's around the whole country? Could, yeah. Could everyone yes. do what they wanted to do without being negatively affected by other people? Anarchy without violence. Yeah, I mean, just common sense. No, because... <laughs> just, just be nice. That does, no, that doesn't work because there's... Common, does it not? Interpretation of what is moral and not moral is. Well, Taryn, so so like think about this. Well, if common sense dictated that there are bad people out there, wouldn't more people arm themselves, and then train themselves to defend themselves no, against the bad people? And then the bad people know that more people are arming themselves, and more people, average people who have good intents, are not going to just roll over. So then the bad people don't take control. Like, Especially would, in a place like America that that has the opportunity. Like we have wasted I, so much opportunity in America. I would never like I don't think I trust or I trust myself with the responsibility of owning a gun, but I don't think I have the I don't think I could actually I don't know. I don't think it's above me to, 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 to do that. What time is it? Your girlfriend went to a funeral? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, I kind of, I just... Yeah, her, uh, her grandma passed. Um... You know, I'm, I don't know how that feels. I, uh, basically was just like, well, I gave her just some basic advice. I was like, you know, a lot of people like to drink when there's a, there's a funeral or stuff like that. Like they like to drown their sorrows. And I would say it will make you feel worse. And that's what I said. I was like, if you want to get a good night's rest while you're already sleeping in a hotel, it's going to be hard to get that. And if you drink, it's going to be even harder. So just keep that in mind. Make your choices. Like, I am not...
the controlling type. But when it comes to when someone's with me in my daily life, if I see them making destructive choices, I have almost no choice that, to say I need a little distance. Like, yeah. I, I, that's how I see it. Like, if, if someone's negatively affecting you, you have yeah. the choice to say, I just don't want to be around that. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to force them to stop their behavior. You can say, hey, I would like it if you'd stop my behavior. And if you don't, then it's not going to work. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And then if they care enough, they'll change their behavior. Right. And then that actually almost relates to our previous conversation about anarchy. Like, yeah. if the behavior of just Without shooting violence. everybody and taking all their stuff isn't getting you anywhere because people are arming themselves and they're going to fight back and your relationships are really only going to lead to a dead end because you can't produce anything yourself, well, then it is not most beneficial. Most people with common sense would say, well, it's better to just be a part of this society and yeah. actually... And be friends with people. Yep. And yeah, that's we have had that opportunity in the past. It's a lot less... We're a lot less capable of like achieving that now because of how much control... Like, you think about the advanced weapons and tactics. Yeah, and well, we become more and more dependent on everything. Yeah. And as a technology, okay, as soon as there's a new technology, at first we're not dependent on it, but over time we are. Yep. Like, would I know how to make soap or wash no. my own laundry? No. I'd no. probably just have to live in filth if I didn't have a laundromat or a laundry. Yeah, I mean, you could always wash it out on the river. It'd still be a little bit dirtier, but... But it would be relatively clean. Yeah, you just... Well, what I would do is I'd get a cooler and then I'd fill it up with, like, vodka or something. And then I'd just throw my my shirts and shit in there. It'd it'd detoxify, put it in the the river for a little bit, and then I'd, like, wash it or something. So so the alcohol kills the bacteria. You would have to have a pretty high alcohol percentage, or ABV uh, vodka. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't even know. I'm, or or you can just buy like rubbing alcohol because it comes pretty big, right? Or vinegar even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can make vinegar fairly easy. Okay. Um, something I like at one point I was like, well, what is used in most baking? Yeah. Sodium bicarbonate, which is really just baking soda. Um, I was trying to look up a way to make it, and I couldn't find any. So I was like, well, okay, so. Do I need do I need baking soda? No, technically not. We don't need baking soda. Most people would be like, I can't live without bread, so I need baking soda so I can make bread or or I need yeast so I can make bread. Like oh. there are so many people who create these false needs for themselves, like I need to have a laundromat, I need to have running water, I need to have all these things. But in really in all reality, you could live without them. And like I would just say most people are creating a false reality of necessity that isn't isn't actually present. Yeah. I agree. Um. Deirdre, what are you afraid of? Never trying. good fear because no matter how difficult it is there's always room for improvement if you're afraid of failure you're basically just afraid of trying you're gonna die so why not try yep 
YOLO. <laughs> you only live once. You know? No, let's, <laughs> let's create a thought experiment where you don't die. Okay. So what you do in the moment will affect people for thousands of years after what you do. Wait, you don't die ever in any way? Like you can't, like a bullet can't take your brain out? Nothing, nothing, no, no one dies? Are you no, saying like there's an afterlife situation no. or that you're immortal on earth? No, neither. Okay, wait. You take your actions okay. knowing that you will inevitably not exist. Okay, then. And you use those actions to create something comfortable for the people that are because every action that you take it has it has innumerable consequences because it creates a butterfly effect mm -hmm. so like you want to like make choices and decisions and and execute actions that affect people in a positive way but not only in a positive way now but down the line into the future because i mean they're gonna have to live on this earth too yeah sure i i try and think less a little less about like the whole future thing and because honestly who knows if there's even going to be a future like what well, if i mean at the end of the day like we're all going to be extinct no matter what the entire humanity eventually like it's not going to exist on the planet forever that's impossible every species that has ever existed has gone extinct except for the ones that are alive right now well and and the 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 sun they say, has, like, an expiration. So, like, at some point, yeah. it would not be able to produce life. Because everything dies. Right. I, and that's why... But I, there's always birth. There's always new birth in places. Well, there so. would be no we rebirth have, if the sun weren't we there. We hypothesized that everything dies. Okay. Because until yeah. you experience death, you don't actually... Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't died yet, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You it's don't know it's life's a, greatest journey. You do not know. I'm excited. But I don't want to experience that right now not not until i've tried my hardest to do everything i needed to do and that i've enjoyed the most out of this gift that is life will i be ready to die but that moment needs to be always why because you could die at any moment right so, so you're always you're... thinking yes I, I like i didn't regret that action um like i love my life i'm taking advantage of what i have what are you going to do to take advantage of what you have? Do what I love. What do you love? I, I love to write. I, I love to be creative. I love to be imaginative. I love to work on little projects. I love to listen to music. I love to mess around and try to play music with my friends. I like uh, doing whatever. I, I love being nice to people. Um, I love living in the moment and being me when I can and breaking free from insecurity of fighting challenges and becoming a better self, uh, self-overcoming. What are you afraid of? Not trying. So what are you going to try and do to make yourself not afraid? I haven't decided yet. <laughs> I haven't decided what I'm going to try my hand at. Like, dude, these things come to different come to people at different times like I, i've I, i'm trying to remember but there was someone who didn't even like michael jordan didn't start basketball till 
his, I think it was like, he didn't even make the varsity team until his junior year in high school or something like that. Like, he was not the best to, as, to start. And maybe he didn't even play basketball in middle school or, or as a kid. Like, I, I don't know if that's the truth or not. But, like, the, the point is that different, what, what you're going to do is going to come to you at different points in your life. And to worry about when's it going to come, when's it going to come, you, you'll probably miss it with all your worrying. Because yeah. you're like, the thing might pass right in front of your eyes. And that's like, that's literally happened to me. And they might do it a hundred times. Well, it probably already has done it like thousands of times to me. Like, I've probably already encountered a lot of opportunities that like, I didn't take. So like, I'm, like even just starting today, I took more opportunities today than I have in a while. Just to put myself in a state of discomfort because it'll probably introduce me to what I'm really actually gonna do and what I'm actually gonna love. Um, I just haven't found it yet. I uh, there are things I value, like strong family and strength in general, like just being a strong human. You know, strength is not weakness. Weakness is not strength. That's uh, Mark Bell. Um, I don't know where Mark Bell got it from, but maybe he created it himself. I think that because we all have similar, you know. What are you afraid what, what do you of, Terrence? Speculation. I'm afraid of spiders. I'm afraid of myself. And I'm afraid of what people tell me that I am. I'm afraid of dying. Or I'm also afraid of of uh, um, not being myself, not being authentic, feeling trapped inside of uh, this gateway of uh, of repression, of not being able to tell people how I feel or say what's on my mind because I'm afraid of how they'll react or respond to me. And that's because I'm not trying. Mm. Not well, to try is to be brave. Cause you do because you're making a risk every time you try. That you might fail. Yeah. Or that you wasted your time trying at something that yeah. isn't as successful as another thing. Like the the guy who invests in the wrong stock compared to the guy who invests in the right stock. Yeah. You know, like I but you could live in the, in, in the left stock. But you could <laughs> Well, I mean, in today's age, that wouldn't be much of a bad idea because, you know, the the left has a lot of control in, you know, major institutions. So they influence, you know, who, who gets to operate and who doesn't. Women are the largest spenders versus men. Like, so women spend more money than men. And if women are typically more left than they are right, then you would be right to invest in stocks that are left because women spend their money how they feel. And if they feel that left ideology is the right way, which more women well, believe I think that. We should, uh, it, okay, well, I like, think we should phrase I, it more yeah. like the people on the left spend more stuff because they're wealthier generally. Right. I was yeah, just breaking it down one step further. Like more of them are in the middle class. The people on the left. No, the people on the left are oppressed. Well, I mean, everyone's uh, oppressed depending on, like, how you think of it. Yeah, just depending on your perspective. Yeah. Well, I think they, well, I think 
People on the left and the right are both repressed by the same system who splits them into groups. To, to make them focus on fighting each other rather than, yeah. rather than the oppressor. Together. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, I, because I mean, if you look at them very closely, their policies are very similar. They all benefit rich people. There's a lot of, there's yeah. like, a lot yeah. they both benefit super rich people. There's a lot of irony. And not us. <laughs> of course not us. Yeah. It's, it's, it's two wolves and a sheep fighting over what's for dinner. At the end of the day, that's what my uh, my friend Dave says, at least. Even if it's well, sometimes the Pope. There's some every nice Catholic wolves. person wants to be the Pope. Well, I mean, if you're dedicated to it enough. Consistency over time. Yeah. It, it, if you go to church every Sunday, you know you're Catholic. You go to all the confessions. Um, you like read the Bible all the time. You go to groups to talk about that stuff. Um, and you did all of it. And you did all that. You studied all the mythology or like the other like stuff, like history and and, and everything. And and you've and done it everything. Still you could, didn't make sense. And in fact, it made you paranoid. Y yeah, maybe it made you paranoid. Having to confess to some priest or some pope. Well. So I think the main flaw in Cath or Catholicism, Catholicism and Catholic uh, ideology is that they, in the end you're still really guilty. You're still subject to a man, mm -hmm. and a man's ideology is in a man's way, whereas Christian ideology subjects you to no man other than Christ, and pretty much Christ said, "Doesn't matter what you've done, doesn't matter who you are." who you've been, in Christ's word. It, if you believe in me, you believe in my, I guess, sovereignty and uh, power, and the fact that I am 100% God and 100% man, and that I have the power to forgive, and there's only one way to the Father, and that's through the Son, and the Son became man to relate to our experience, well then, that makes you subject to someone who can understand you. And at the end of the day, if they're fully man and fully God, they have the power to forgive that. And he says, no one, no one deserves forgiveness more than another person. They all have access to it. They just have to repent. And redemption. Well, and like, what does yeah, redemption that's mean? that's maliciously intended. Huh? Like, well, okay, but what does redemption, redemption mean? Redemption is... Um, it means revenge. redeeming yourself. It's revenge. Well, but so you don't... Person, you're not, not your redeemer. Not you you simply you simply subject yourself to the higher power, which is Christ. But okay, but if we're putting our our freedom to redeem ourselves in the hands of a higher power, like does that make us victim to the higher power? So because I mean, if we can't redeem ourselves, yes, how can we say we're truly free? But for the is, higher power, that was how it was designed. Okay, but if you're if you are the problem, can you also be the solution? Yes. I don't believe so. Because, because it's inherent in our, our sin nature. Well, if I go and I break my leg, and then and all, all, all I have to do is rest, and then work on my leg, no, and then keep resting. You don't have the opportunity to do that. Well, why not? Because you're not privileged. Okay, so say, say you, you can't break just your... You go to the hospital and take hold your up. kids. Let's go. take sin as an example. You break your leg a million times. Your leg will not recover. 
Right. Your your sin nature makes it so that your legs are glass. They're they 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 okay, will, okay, okay. no matter what they're broken. So only okay. one thing can turn your legs into unbreakable legs. And then this is a very very so it's weird metaphor. Like, uh, a life is suffering, and there's a way out if you do X Y and Z. It's not even X, Y, and Z. It's just X. It's, it's just it's just accept no, it's forgiveness. Not even a it's, it's just accept it forgiveness and turn a one hundred and eighty okay. degree turn. So you're headed down the path of sin, or you're headed up the path of righteousness. Which obviously you're going to make mistakes on that path because okay. you're still human. You still have a sin nature, but but for all those sins that you commit, you're forgiven. Because you have asked for forgiveness. And this is that simple. It's really not that hard. Even the worst sinners can have the kindest of hearts. Everyone is capable of extreme evil and extreme good. Okay, okay. Like, look at Paul in the Bible, for example. He used to hunt down Christians and martyr them. uh, Stone them. And, and like, like, he's like the guy that everybody goes, Man, that guy's doing it. He's, he's killing all the Christians. That's, that's an awesome Jew. Like, and then he encounters God. God shines his full brightness on him in the middle of the desert. And he was actually traveling with two other guys. And this is a personal account. So these two other guys witnessed it. And he was blinded. And then I, I, I can't remember exactly how the story goes. But God spoke to him. And God... God opened his eyes after blinding him, basically telling him, you're on a path of sin because you're, you're holding your righteousness as a Pharisee okay. over other men, which is exactly the problem with most men is they hold their righteousness over other men because they believe they are, you know, they're up on this pedestal. They, they are perfect. They're not humble. And no one had humility like Christ. So, okay. so, uh, so what is a sin? Is it just... Uh... Is it suffering within you? Is it? It's a trespass against God. Trespass against. Okay, and then what is God? The Creator. Like who first conceived? But God? like, what? Like, what does it mean? Like, what does it mean? What does the God mean? The first literature that conceived God. The first person that spoke. What, what does God. God mean to you? Like, how does it feel? Where did God originate? Uh, how does it feel? What is God? I'm not big on the feeling. Not it's the creator. How does it feel? Order. 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 Like we we are simply chaotic, sinful beings that have no other path except self-destruction. Okay. Without God. And God provides the only way out. And the truth is, since we've already damaged this earth, this planet, the Bible says there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And God will redeem all who who come to him through the sun. And that is pretty much the whole ideology wrapped up in a very little small few sentences. If you want to know what it's all about, read the Bible. Like, don't ask me. I'm just a man. I'm only telling you what I know. But someone had to translate all the words in the Bible into English. Sure. A man had to do that. Sure. But men can be led by God. Because if those men are led by God, and, and look, if you, you see, if you see how it all comes together over the timeline, and how it was fertilized, the egg without a mother. If it all comes together over the whole timeline, and there is agreement. And I'm more, and honestly, I am more on the Egyptian 
draft just because of the timeline. But I also don't disbelieve in the concept that there are plate tectonics and that we were all in the same place at one, or hypothetically, I don't know, man. Um, I think uh, you have a lot of valid points, Dietrich. Um, I, um, I personally, you know, I'm not a Christian, um, and I don't really uh, understand, like, understand a lot of it. Um, I personally think it would be easier for me to understand the Bible if people took, like, didn't take it literally, and then they told it to me in meta, like, it all means means something else, like, like it's all metaphors. Individual rather than <laughs> like, when I read a story, and then it's all, like, fiction, but it still means something, like, that I can take as lessons in my life. Well, and, and... Because fiction so, is the individual. The, uh, in Jesus spoke in metaphors or, or parables, yeah, parables a lot. And he gave a lot of examples to men because men couldn't understand. Like if he just said, if he just said, um, no matter who you are, you get redemption. Yeah. That people wouldn't understand it because they'd be like, well, this guy sinned this much. Like it doesn't make a difference. Well, okay. So think about this. If, if there, here's a parable. Um, there was this man who owned, uh, let's say, a, a vineyard or some type of place that needed to be harvested. Yeah. And he needed workers. And workers came to him throughout the day. You know, there were workers that came in at 8 a.m. Yeah. 12, uh, 12 p.m. 4 p.m. Okay. And at the end of the day, he hands out $1 to each one, a day's wages to each one. Well, the people who came in at the beginning of the day say, well, why the hell did I get $1? And why the hell did he get $1? And the guy that came in and only worked for two hours, why did he get a dollar? We all got paid the same. Well, that's kind of like forgiveness, and that's kind of like redemption. No matter who you are, you're still subject to the owner of the vineyard. He says, no matter who you are, you come to me, you get the same result. And that is forgiveness. And that's the parable. Well, let's say, uh, what if I wanted to go and I say, hey, uh, Uh, Mr. Vineyard Man, uh, you taught me so much about what it means to work at a vineyard, and I kind of want to go, and I want to start my own vineyard. Would uh, would you help me do that and start my own vineyard? No man is equal to God. No man could have the power to create his own vineyard. But doesn't God want us to grow and be something great and amazing? On this earth? Yes. That's where we have our capabilities to shine. And the Bible talks about crowns. Okay. Um, there are, in a sense, rewards for people who, you know, they make it to the end of their life without yeah. losing faith. They, they, I, and I do not, like, I have not studied my Bible well enough to okay. know all of the crowns, but there are, That's okay. I'm there's not talk about rewards. I'm just concerned with what you know and what you feel about everything. Okay. It's I think. Not, it's less about, dear children, it's less not about, about the Bible. It's about you. It's like you. It's about you. It's. As, as what you, you think and what you remember being, like, and what you deep feel. Deep down, rooted in who you are as a person, not in what you've been told, okay. not so, in what you've experienced. Like You have to trust like, yourself, like, your you inner trust experience, yourself, because oh, yeah. that's your connection to God, right? It, just like what it, Yourself, the, your inner the, connection, your the, mind, because you were created in this being, right? In this image of God. Okay, so if I represent God to an extent... Which is a... Of what? That's an if. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, but to an extent. Okay, like so if to an extent I represent God, 
and I can represent him fully because I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. I The sin is covered. Well, okay. then my actions can represent God in a way that okay. is meaningful. And so then that's where the production, your yield, which a lot of people think that a yield is like, oh, how many people did you save? Well, no one saves another person. It's only Christ who saves people and okay. opens their hearts. So like, okay. say you, you come to believe in God. Okay. And... It had something to do with me because I I helped, you know, show you things you, you haven't seen. Well, I didn't do that. It was done through me. I okay. I wouldn't be here right You're now telling you this. You're transferring that energy. Right, but it's Christ using me it's as a you. vessel. Okay. We're just so before you're whole, before you're forgiven, you're a broken vessel. You become a whole vessel. Once you, like, there is always something missing. Why do you think we chase things all the time? We chase higher meaning. We chase money. We chase, we chase all these things that are, in our eyes, greatness or fulfillment. Yeah. And they're never truly fulfilling. Like, you think you're going to get a dollar amount and be fulfilled. You're wrong. You always want more. With forgiveness, you don't have to worry about that. That is, there is no like I still chase things on the surface. I still chase to be great. But constantly you feel like you're doing something that you love and that has meaning to you. So that gets yes. you through. Right, but I'm I'm fulfilled. You're not in concerned the end. with the end goal. You're concerned with. Well, I have only I only have power over the now. Yeah. So that's exactly. that. Like God has yeah. literally placed me in time and space, and so as a singular person, I can go. Okay, I'm either gonna do good or I'm gonna do bad. And I'm either going to accept the gift of forgiveness or I'm not. And so when you accept forgiveness, the rest is taken care of in the after. All you have to worry about is right now. You don't have to make any plans. You don't have to go, I'm going to do all these things for God. You have to go, God, show me what you want me to do. And it's that simple. And it's, it's, so a lot of people say, well, what if God doesn't speak to you? Or... What if you don't hear God? God could speak to me if I put my fingernails. Sometimes we act right sometimes we act like we have two mouths and no ears. And you yeah. need to remember that you were created with two ears, two eyes, and one mouth. And one big brain. And and one big brain. And you can overthink it and you can say too much. Yeah. But there's never too much listening. Okay. And there's never too much seeing. Like you can see everything and hear everything and filter it. And with the, you know, the, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, which is, you know, the third part of the Godhead, three in one, okay. um, the Trinity, basically, you will have the power to discern between right and wrong. Now, everybody's going to see it differently because God speaks to different people differently. Like, you think every man could have been a Paul? No. We're not meant to be these robots and these drones. God, that's not what God wants. We all have like an individual song to sing and we all have an individual... We all have a gift to give to the world. Yeah. And it's it's a beautiful thing. And it, a lot of people believe that being a Christian is like just falling in line and like being this drone that brings people to God. And that's not the case. That well, is, you have a connection to something which gets you... Uh, because you have that connection to something that's deep within your soul... Um, it's really deep within you, that connection. Mm. Um, because you have that firm grounding, you won't be controlled by other forces. Exactly. Because you have that firm grounding within you. And there's the song, What a Firm Foundation. Yeah, well, I mean, this is something that Carl Jung actually talks about. Mm. That uh, with a uh, religion gives you the power 
and I mean, in my opinion, uh, like whatever religion you uh, fall into, as long as it has some sort of deep inner grounding within yourself, um, you get that connection within yourself, uh, you'll be able to not be controlled by, you know, politicians, by all these social forces, by all these herd controls. Yeah, and some people are over-socialized. Uh, they get kind of beaten into this grind where they have to go down all these, like, tracks that are already laid out for them on, you know, stop of the stoplights and all that shit. And, like, obviously we need that in society. I'm just giving a metaphor, but... Um. Okay, so a lot of people call, like, Christianity a religion, and it's really not. It's It's a relationship. That's... Well, I mean, that's what, well, I mean, that's what a religion is. You, you have a, a relationship with an idea, right? A belief, a concept. Um, I'm, I'm religious for my parents. Well, let's, a feeling. Let's look up right. the definition of religion. I, I've, ha- I've heard it explained that Christianity well, I mean, is not a religion. Sure, like their definition of like, reli- you know, like the, like my, my personal, like what I think of religion, when I think religion is having... Um, a, a belief in something and this belief is firmly grounded within you and your identity um, and, and that gives you a lot of strength so it says a particular system of faith and worship or the belief in and worship of a superhuman controlling power especially a person especially a personal god or gods um, makes sense I guess every religion has, you know, or almost every religion has, you know, prayer or yeah. some like type some of, sort of religious activity. And I think, yeah. I think what a lot of people believe religion to be is like, okay, you have to, you have to pray facing the mosque or whatever, um, Jerusalem this many times a day. And like, they believe religion is this strict, like you do this and you get this and there's not that is not what Christianity is. Christianity is simply okay. a choice to accept forgiveness okay. and change behaviors based on the dictation that the Holy Spirit gives you. So like okay. in your life you feel the presence of the Holy Spirit as you walk through this life because okay. you're only in the moment and then you make decisions with the guidance of the Holy Spirit and it's it's as simple as that. Forgiveness is central to it. Like Jesus said, he he who cannot forgive will not be forgiven. Like if you if you well, can't for, forgive, forgiveness then, is important because if there's no forgiveness, then you can't move on and be a better person. That because and you you'll hold in that pain for the rest of your life. Right. Like if someone if uh, there was a parable of this guy, he was thrown in jail. He had some debts to settle. He he owed tons of gold, like more gold than you could ever pay back with any amount of work. You would literally just have to win it back with like in a in a casino or something like that. You'd have to win the lottery to pay this gold back. So he goes to the king and he pleads for forgiveness, and the king gives him forgiveness. And then the next thing that man does is goes straight to his servant, who owes him a penny, basically, a tiny amount, a, a, a forgettable amount, and he chokes him. And has him thrown in jail because he won't pay him back. Now, does that man deserve forgiveness in any way, shape, or form? No. He just experienced full forgiveness, which would be like, okay, so you experienced the full forgiveness of all sin. Someone died on the cross for you and gave you full forgiveness. And then you go and you turn to your fellow man and you throw him in jail. You slap the shit out of him. You 
you hurt him and you treat him okay. sinfully, you're not forgiven at that point. So, I mean, what if I want to treat, okay, okay. I'm like, let's say I want to treat Jesus dying on the cross as a metaphor for my past um, bad behavior. Um, it's dead now. And now I'm on a new slate and and I've redeemed myself and I've forgiven myself and now I can move on and be a better person. So all what if of, I, then you're but, not being humble. But, but all of that is coming from the self. Well, that's, that is exactly, that turn, that, that's perfect. Well, Basically, that's coming from a place yeah. of self-deification. Like you're making the choice to forgive yourself. That's well, not how it works. But it's not, but I'm not deified. Or like deifying myself. I'm just looking deep within myself to that, my deep nature, the nature that I was created with. And I'm looking at that nature and I'm letting that forgive myself. Because I mean, what is me but a nature that has been, I, I'm a force of nature that got picked and prodded by my surroundings. Because it's not humble. And if I look back to that deepest nature, what I was given, what... I was created with, then I can find that firm grounding. Okay, so say you lost that that nature, that nature that is not sin nature. Sin nature came in and corrupted okay. that nature. The only thing that can take that sin nature is the outside force, the ultimate okay. force of nature, which would be ultimate God. Force. Okay. So think and, of but God. But arguably, as like, am I connecting to that deep force by going yes, deep within? Yes, yes, that connection is what. Okay. Well, dear buys, also, well, earlier I was going to say that. Well, it's like, like it's all out here, then it's centering within almost. Right. Yeah. So like you're, you're stretched between all these things. You're, you're, no matter what, you're going to explode. Yeah. God's the only thing that keeps you from ex exploding. Like he, he pulls you all back together. He mm -hmm. fixed so the broken vessels. So he puts all the pieces. That you can't even conceptualize God. So, and like, <laughs> I'm that not level of humble. Like that level of stupid, like so far, just like. But the thing is, I don't want to like preach any words that have like that aren't right. Like that, like I don't want to conceptualize God in a way that God is not. So, okay, but I mean, what is right? What other people tell you is right. What a book tells you is right. Maybe I just have to experience more things and understand to deepen my understanding of God and read more. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe reading about uh, other religions that perceive God in a different way reveals more of my understanding of the one God, the one true God. And well, is it possible that God speaks to different people in different ways? Yes, that's that's exactly the point of the Holy Spirit. Like, if every person received the same message that Paul the Apostle did, okay. then there would be no individuality and that god did not create robots he created individuals which is why that choice exactly. is there now could Absolutely. you love someone do you actually love someone if you have no choice which is why. no no choice whether or not i love them yeah that that's not love uh, lo love love requires looking past something like our our version of love god cannot look past sin so with his version of love he expressed it in its fullness by sa like sending his only son and sacrificing him. Okay. Now, a lot of people like to think of like this God making well, a love child with Mary or whatever, and then and then I, uh, I, deifying I Mary. That's that's also part of Catholicism. The, the they, yeah, they like make the Virgin Mary almost equal to, if not more important than Christ. Like it's 
That does not make any sense. We did not. No, but give, but you did we, mother we Jesus is though. It's so illogical that it should not even be a topic that is discussed. Wait, what are you talking? What? About? All of this? Love in relation to God, because the love that you have for another human can never be like compared to the love that God has for you. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's. So this is retarded. Okay, but a it's lot of omnibenevolent. People... Uh, right, omnibenevolent, uh, omnipotent, oxymoron, omniscient, all-knowing, all-powerful, all, all-loving. Yeah, uh, a lot of people mistake that for Evangelical. like. Okay, if if God perceives sin as something that pulls yeah, you away from Him. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's Go German, by the way. You might have to turn it. It's a good podcast, by the way, dude. It's fun talking to you. <laughs> yeah, um, it takes five uh, taps of the button to turn it oh, on. Okay. On the side. There you go. That's ready to go. Um, if God knows that sin pulls you 100% away from him every time you sin, the only way he can stop himself from destroying you because the sin has corrupted you is to place his image right on you. When you accept forgiveness, you have that image of Christ or the blood of Christ covering you and you are no longer subject to the wrath of God and so if God is all loving which he is he gave us that way out and that's exactly how I see it and then and then through his son is that what you're saying right okay which he made fully human so so we can relate we can go well it's not God just coming down and going, well, if you love my son, then you love me. Like, it's, it's not like that. It's like, I sent my son to experience all the trials and tribulations that you ever received, if not more, because Jesus was literally tempted by the devil for many days in the desert on a, an empty stomach. So, like, think about when you're at your weakest. A lot of people are at their weakest when they've not eaten for a while. Yeah. That's when they're most prone to snapping at other people so that uh man there's a similar story in buddhism where uh do you mind if i go for it okay so i believe the buddha he was sitting by this tree meditating and he was starving himself basically um because he he wanted to find a way out of desire that means you know not like not even wanting food not wanting anything and because he thought that Desire was the root of all suffering. When you want something, it makes you suffer. So he wanted to expose himself of all of that. But what happened was... Inevitably, he would want to not have to want and would then thus be wanting something in his efforts. Yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree with you. There's flaws in this. But, uh, okay, well, I mean, the point is he's sitting by this tree and he's meditating. And then all these, like, uh, like uh, spirits come at him with swords and crossbows and all that. And he, he fights it all off. And then afterwards he says something like, uh, or like the uh, one of the gods or whatever wanted to prove to him that he couldn't beat suffering or whatever. Or like you couldn't beat hate. You couldn't beat, I guess, uh, in your eyes, sin. Um, okay. And because of that, uh, he was like weak or whatever but then what he did was 
he said, no, no matter what, I will always love, and I love you, and it's, it, it's okay. And then he found this, this middle ground where he, he doesn't have to starve himself. He doesn't have to do all this crazy shit. He can just live a normal life and be a good person. Um, and I think uh, I'm just taking that in relation to, okay, so Jesus had to fight sin, and then what happened? Or like he was tempted by the devil, and then what happened? So uh, the devil puts him through many temptations. He, okay. um, he tells him to throw himself off a cliff and call angels to save him. And then okay. and he says that, um, and then he basically the devil gives him scripture that supports that the son of God, or, or AKA the son of man, is what they call him, because he was born of man, um, fully God, fully man. Just kind of like something that repeats itself throughout the Bible, even okay. from the Old Testament. If he has the power over angels, then he would call angels to save him. So yeah. he goes and repeats, and he says to uh, the devil, uh, it is also written, thou shalt not test your God. Um, next next temptation. Uh, devil offers him, he, he basically uh, says, turn these stones into bread and feed yourself. He's been starving for 40 days. If he has the power of God, which he did, he could have just done it. And then it's another one of those, you know, situations where he's like, well, man shall not live on bread alone. Yeah. Man man can feed off of the spirit of God yeah. if he were fully God and fully man. So, Well, I mean, don't make shortcuts in life. Right. And and the devil was offering him all the shortcuts that yeah. every man cannot resist. No man could have resisted these temptations from the devil. Yeah. Which is why he was fully God and fully man. The last test was he took him up to the highest peak and showed him this all, all of uh, Jerusalem and all of the kingdoms of the world and said, you can have all of these because the devil's dominion is earth okay. because it's been corrupted by sin. He can live here. He's been cast down from heaven, a perfect place. And Jesus goes like, but this is not, this is not the world. Like, I, I don't remember exactly what he says. I'm not going to put words in his mouth because I don't remember the exact That's word. fine. That's fine. I think it would be wrong too. So, but basically he denies him and says, I'm not going to take it. So then after the devil leaves him, angels come down, feed Jesus, heal him. And because he withstood all those temptations. And like, we're supposed to model ourselves after Jesus and his his role that he played on earth. And so like, if that means... Suffering to the point where we go and, you know, we've got our hands chained behind our back and we're about to get our heads chopped off by Islamists or whoever. Um, if that means suffering to that point, as long as they know that your message is consistent with Christ's message, you've done your job. Okay. You're, you're, like, there's not, it's not to say that if you didn't preach that message and you didn't share that, that you won't have uh, forgiveness. Okay. <clears throat> but it is to say that that would be the most rewarding thing you could do. All right. And it, it, to me, like, right now, obviously this is, like, most people, a lot of Christians would be very uncomfortable having this kind of conversation. A lot of Christians don't even show their faith. They're too scared to. Also, my <clears throat> throat is really... Wait, what happens if you are a Christian, but you still... So we might have to cut this. Well, this is the longest conversation I've ever had with someone about no, wait, Christianity. Wait, what happens if you're... So. Um, you're not Christian, but you're... 
you still show your faith, even though, like, what if your words and the things that you do still align with the Christian faith, even though you don't? God uses people who aren't Christian all the time. All the time. Like, in the Bible, so many times, it was uh, there were someone from the outside who was brought in to fix a Jewish problem, which the Jewish problem was typically they were sinning against God. They had his commandments. They had every, They knew what they needed to do, but they wouldn't do it. Like, they, they, they couldn't do it. That's, that's the whole point of the Bible. Is like the whole Old Testament <laughs> is, is the Jews banging their head against this wall of sin thinking it's going to, like, break and then reveal, you know, some greater thing. Okay. Like, they, they, they have literally the presence of God. He has spoken to them. They know he's there. They are God's chosen people. Okay. And they still deny him. And that is to show us that no matter who you are, like, these are the chosen people, and they still can't do it. No one can. Not a single person. And there was one person who held up all commandments. <clears throat> and actually lived the perfect life and that was Jesus. Well there was well there is a saying it's uh that there was only one Christian and he died on the cross. Uh where did that come from? Um this guy Frederick Nietzsche wrote it. Oh, I've heard of Nietzsche. But um well uh well because Jesus was the only one that could do all that perfectly. Right. So then then if that person goes, okay, I did it perfectly. Anyone who, anyone who says, a long obedience in the same direction, by Eugene H. Peterson. The Kindle ebook is eight dollars and forty cents. Yeah, Alexa, go fuck yourself. I'm not trying to buy anything. Okay, so so, uh, assume there's like this, uh, this person who runs races like or not runs races but like he he yeah. puts he, on the like races a professional runner Usain Bolt hold up races Usain are Bolt on horse out of the starting gate yeah um and there's this say perfect time to be ran and Jesus runs it and the uh the person who puts on the races goes what well, what do you want as your reward and the racer goes I want anyone who ascribes to me and reflects me as best they can and who accepts me as their savior to be saved, like that reward okay. is granted to him. So the person who puts on the races has all powerful, is all powerful, has okay, all the power. Okay, um, okay so my, my only issue with this is that why should he be the only one? Like, okay, so why should I believe that he is the only one that can grant that power. Like, why should, should I believe that anyone else on the field can't run faster than him and better? What, what about... And then I can subscribe to them instead. Uh, because you look at all the racers and none of them have perfect attributes. Okay. And, like, you look, at, you look at the example he set and you go, where did he fail? He didn't. Okay. And, like, when, when he had an opportunity to speak and say... Hurtful things like one of my like one of the things I ascribe to most when I okay. see the example of Christ, I see someone who, when they had the chance to do harm, did not like they yeah. s they said they said no. Yeah, so like if like I'm not gonna hurt you, I'm gonna love you instead. Yes, so instead of saying something that's gonna hurt someone, 
I'm going to choose to do the opposite. Like okay. maybe I'll say something that might kill him with kindness, you know, and that kind of thing. Yeah, and it's like, exactly. it sounds a bit cliche, but that's been the, like one of the best things for my life. Whenever I hold on to hate or, or anger or anything, like it, it never turns out better than yeah, if. Because you can just talk to them and say, Hey, like I, I want to do my thing and you can do your thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can do my thing. You can do your thing. In the end, you got to know that I don't see myself as better than you. I don't yeah. deserve forgiveness any more than you. I don't, I don't even have any more understanding than you do necessarily. I'm just at a different place where yeah. I have accepted forgiveness and say you haven't or say Taryn hasn't. I, I, I'm not in a place to judge anyone. I'm still – Judge not lest you be judged. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like when they pulled a prostitute in front of Jesus. Yeah. And he said, uh, ye, who, ye who has not sinned cast the first stone. Everyone stepped back and set their, down their stones. They all sinned. No one cannot sin. Everybody knows it. Like, if, if you went I to another... I makes the whole world blind. Right, like, That's if, you, if you went to any country in the world and oh, you explained God. to them what sin is, I'm like, doing deep. something wrong, something you knew was wrong, there's not a single person in this world that can claim they have not done wrong when they knew they could have done right. <clears throat> and Jesus is the only one who has. I just do it left. And... <clears throat> And so the way I see it, the best way to exemplify Christ is to choose the right thing always, as best you can. You're going to make mistakes, and that's why you need forgiveness. And it ends there. Awesome. <coughs> uh, uh, thank you very much, Dietrich. That's fun. Good talking with you, Greg. You too.